So okay, so I called my father, right? Then oh, I said, so hey, Pa, happy. I'm pregnant. He went, What? You pregnant? You sure or not? Your cat's pregnant or you pregnant? <laughs> I never forget that. I never, never will ever forget oh, that. Oh my god, it's so funny. And then you see, then after that, the next few days, the whole family comes to my house. Wow, Everybody's like, what? What? Because I was the tyrant auntie in the family. Because mm. I have my older sibling is 10 years older. Okay. So they're children all, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they and then my nephew's nieces, wow, auntie Jen, you're pregnant. Good thing your child. <laughs> Death has always been a certainty. That's what I like about Anjali. It has to be a celebration. Endless topics that we can talk about. Dying to meet you. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome back to my show. And today we have a very special guest with us. And her name is Sharon Dyers. Sharon, I've been dying to meet you. And I was playing and joking, right? Your name could be easily, I am dying to meet you. <laughs> Yes, thank you for being on my show. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, I, I mean, just hearing about your life story uh, and talking about your experience. Maybe just let the audience uh, know a little bit more about you. What do you do and what keeps you busy now? I've retired um, since last year, 2020. Mm. Um, and, you know, for one and a half years, I was just bumming around, mm. going to the jungles, hiking, walking, mm. doing my own thing. Um, basically finding myself right. after almost 35 years of working in the doing? corporate. Okay. So I was in the banking and, um, mm. banking and data um, information services. Previously to that, it was in beauty. I mm. was with Estee Lauder. Mm. Um, so it's a totally different change. Uh, but for 18 years, I was uh, with a big multinational company. Mm-hmm. Um, I did five different jobs. Um, which made my life very interesting. Mm. Um, they moved me to Australia and then moved me back. So, you know, everything is good. Um, I've been blessed, I must say, with my, with my work and, mm. you know, with my life in that, in that sense. Mainly because I take things with a pinch of salt. Okay. Um, mainly because, you know... Do you, do you add in with tequila? I, yeah, I, sometimes. I, yes, yes, of course, of course, of yes. course. Yeah, we so. talk about spirits here, you know, <laughs> different type of spirits, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, life is good. I mean, mm. you know, I've always looked at things as... It, it, it may be bad at that moment, mm. but down the road, yeah. there is a reason for everything. That's oh, my motto. There nice. is a reason for everything that happens. Yeah, I, I believe in that, you know. I yeah. feel that, yeah, sometimes the universe gives you certain... T- uh, tasks or yeah. certain challenges but if you instead of struggling to say like oh why is this happening yeah but look at the other side of things yeah. and then ask yourself what can you learn from it yeah. and then you move on right agree yeah agree. so maybe tell me more about your uh you know your history like uh because you are eurasian yes and what was it like because i want to share this because my girl is a eurasian mm. and my friend who's a eurasian shared with me her challenge when she was younger mm. in singapore right yeah. when she was the odd one out she was bullied she was always the the outcast i i cannot really say it was bad i mean mm. I, I came from a convent school my mm. whole family all come from the brothers in the convent school mm-hmm. so for us it was normal right mm. i mean i'm roman catholic so i it's obvious that I would go to a convent school. Mm-hmm. Um, and those days, convent schools, a lot of the Eurasians go to convent schools, right? So I was with a group of other fellow Eurasians. Um, I don't really stand out mainly because of my look, maybe my, the way I talk, mm. um, maybe my boldness, um, very frank, and outspokenness, I think. Yes. That is what stood out, out mm. most. My report book all says very outspoken child, very <laughs> outspoken child. I think on the contrary, I would always look out for other people that came to school, 
um, newbies that came to school. This one person that I very clearly remember, her name is Shamani Morgan. Mm-hmm. She was this tall Indian lady, Indian girl that was very tall, very always felt out of place, and she was most welcome in our group. Mm. Um, and today she's a GM of a of a multinational um, yeah. hotel. You oh, know, wow. so you okay. know things change, right? Yes. Um, I think for me, it's never been about color, race, religion. Has never been oh, that I love way. That. Yes. Um, and I think it's because of the way we are brought up. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the exposure from young mm. is very important. So maybe you can share a bit more because I could definitely learn a one, two, or yeah. thing. Oh. I think mixed with everybody, mm, right? You know, doesn't matter who earns what. Doesn't matter what your father does, your mother does. It really doesn't matter where you stay, mm. right? Everybody, when you cut. We all bleed, no? Mm-hmm. We all bleed. Absolutely. So, you know, it really doesn't matter. Um, and I think that trait, where I've learned from a young age, I lived in a kampong, I had Malay neighbours, I had Indian neighbours, I had fellow Eurasian yes. neighbours, Chinese neighbours. We all could get along. As you grow up, right, you're not going to just work in an all-only Chinese office or you're not going to work mm-hmm. with all-Indian office, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be different, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of always felt I flourish in a multinational company because of the way I speak, mm. because of my personality. Mm. Um, and it has helped me tremendously because I'm not I'm not fitting the mold of just being one race. So, you know, I've had people say, you know, Sharon, are you sure you're Asian? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm Asian. True blue, <laughs> right? True blue, yeah, yeah, true blue, born and bred Singaporean. But I think it's the mentality that's yes. different. For, for me growing up, uh, yes, I was bullied, but... But probably because of my name, right? My name was Mei Mei in the past. Mm. And then at one point, because of my aunt's, um, when she was diagnosed with cancer, mm. I sort of hide away, you know, I hibernated. I didn't want to meet any of my friends. I was binging. I was bulimic. Mm. I grew like 10 kg, like within a short period of time. And I was bullied in the sense that uh, there were people in school who said, wow, Mei Mei, become total now. Mm. So, so then there was this part of me like, oh, why are kids so mean, mm-hmm, mean right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody was kind to me. There are some people who defended like, hey, don't say that. Yeah. You know? But you, you can't help. You can't, you can't help but mm. notice this. And, and that's why I asked you this question about, you know, um, I think the environment really sets a, a, a big picture. Definitely. Your, your Definitely. Right? Yeah. But you mentioned that you live in Singapore, then you moved to Australia. Correct. Uh, in my later years. Mm. Uh, I mean, growing up, it was always been in Singapore. And I lived in Telokurau. Oh, okay. Yeah, with my grandmother. Mm-mm. So, you know, so my dad was a PSA policeman, right? Mm. So we lived in quarters most of the time. Mm. So the quarters kids were all very close. Um, we used to play in the rain and all of that. So we yeah. lived in... So you would say it's a kampong, right? Mm. Even though it's a flat, it's a quarters. Mm. So the exposure is number one. Mm. When you expose your kids to different things, different walks of life, different ways of thinking, that makes them grow up to say, okay, I'm very confident because mm. I've seen it, I've heard it, mm. my mom has guided me. Mm-mm. That's the most important thing. Mm. I've never said no to my son. I've never said, you shouldn't do this. Or, no, you cannot do this. I always say, you shouldn't do this because. Mm. And I used to always tell him, don't <laughs> climb because you're going to fall and you're going to cry. And uh-huh. when you cry, I'm going to make you cry. <laughs> <laughs> because falling down wasn't a reason I already warned you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cry harder, I'll give you a, More. a bigger reason why to cry. Okay? <laughs> so he always knew that. So, you know, it's like um, very open. I'm yes. very open in the sense that, you know, Everybody's allowed to make a mistake, right? Yes. As long as I'm there to catch him, 
mm. I'm happy. Yeah, and I think that part. Uh, I want to jump on to that. What you said, you know, it's really okay to make mistakes. Yes. And I think we used to maybe growing up there was stereotype that you must be this perfect. Yeah. Role model. I I look up to my elder sis because she was like yeah perfect student. And growing up, I I was always feeling like mm, I cannot make a mistake. You know, mm. uh, my mom would get upset or mm. or. There were a lot of times where I feel like yeah she threatened me with this yeah. you know, but then when I realized and I I I like what my mom said to me when I was thirty years old when uh, suddenly she said to me I'm not worried about you anymore because every time you fall you pick yourself up and mm. then you continue mm. so I was like wow that was like a, to yeah. me that was a consolation like yeah. wow it took me so many years because at eighteen years old I met a girl who I was traveling to Australia uh, with my mom my aunt and my family. I met these two, like uh, a, a, a daughter and son. Mm. It was just two of them on the trip to Australia. And back then, Australia was having this very anti mm. uh, Chinese, Chinese and yeah. And and I was really surprised that they had that you know that luxury to just come and independent. And she was eighteen. I remember she was eighteen. Her name is Pauline. I I lost contact with her because we didn't get to exchange numbers after mm. that trip. But when I saw how she, I think that was my pivotal point mm, in a mm. way where she was really independent with her brother. She took care of her brother, mm. and the parents wanted them to go for this trip, and they sponsored them. And I kept wondering, like, wow, how cool are your parents? Yeah, to do very that, cool, right? right? Yeah. yeah, very cool. So, yeah. and even when it was a time when it was anti-Chinese, yeah, they still went there. Were you yeah. there when it was uh, anti-Chinese? No, no. When I went, I was more. I was moved there two thousand and four. When mm. my son was just eleven months, it was tough. Mm. I mean, I you know I was there for three years, almost three years. Mm. Um, I could have become a PR, mm. but I chose not to because um, I think yeah. when I went, it was exciting, right? Something new, mm. this, that, and the other. And then you know, I we lived there for eleven months, and then in two thousand and five, mm. my father passed away. Oh, sorry. Suddenly, mm. right? He called me the Friday and he said, "Oh, you know, I'm going on board the ship with mom. You know, we're going round round the island, Fruits. and then we'll be back on Sunday. Mm. And I was due back the following Friday for mm. Christmas. I right? said, so I see you at the airport on Friday. Mm. That was my last conversation with him. Okay. Yeah. Um, Sunday morning, I get a call from my elder sister. You know, dad passed away on board the ship. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. Right. We all always knew that. The heart attack will take him. He's had heart attacks, eight heart attacks. I think it was the mm. eighth that actually took him. Um, so you know, I was shocked. So I flew back, and that was uh, for me. In my mind, that told me, I need my family, because when I went to Australia, right, it was a snap decision. I said, you know, shit, I'm going to see whether I can make my life in Australia. Mm. I hear all these good things about Australia, right? So I said, okay, let's go. Mm. So I told my husband, okay, leave your job, let's go. We packed the four cats up. We oh, had wow. a 40-foot yep. container <laughs> okay. and we went. Okay. Right? But it was so tough. Yeah. Not because of how I was treated. I was fine. People yeah. knew me in the Australia office. Mm. You know, everybody knew, hey, Sharon, how are you? And mm. So there was no big deal, no? Um, it was tough because I realized I was alone. Even though exactly. I had my husband, husband. and, your and my son, month, yeah. I was alone because mm. my siblings have always been a very important part of my life. Wow. How many siblings do you have? I have two brothers, two sisters. Okay. And my grandmother at that time was alive, right? So it was like, oh my God, all of a sudden I don't have them by my side. So as much as I was very independent, um, I realized it was a real deep kick in the gut. Nah? Yeah. And then I said to my husband, I said, we stay on for another one and a half years and then we come home. Mm. And then he said, why? I said, you know, 
Papa passed away. Your father is not very young. Mm. My grandmother is not very young. I don't want to miss that period because period. I regretted that eleven months of not being my father mm. for some time. Even after I came back, That's it was a, a deep regret yeah. that now it's over, lah. But you know, it, it, at that at that time, I'm like shit. I could have been with him for eleven months. months yeah, I understand. I miss his birthday. You know that kind mm. of thing. You know because. We are the sort of family that we celebrate the oldest to the youngest birthday. Everybody's birthday is wow. celebrated. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So everybody comes together. So that year, I told my sister, "Don't send me any pictures mm. because my me, my husband, and my son is not in the pictures. Don't send me any mm. photographs." Yeah. Because I miss that, right? Yes. Yeah. And then I every Sunday, eight thirty at night, Singapore time, my grandmother would sit by the phone. Even before every Sunday, wow. I would call her. Mm. Even before I could hear the phone ringing, she's picking up the phone. You know, hello, hello, hello. I'm oh, like, geez, wow. you know. So the connection was kind of broken, and yes. I didn't want it because mm. being an only child for my son, he will grow up without that connection. Yeah, the family tree. Yeah, the family he will forget about the culture, the traditions, yes. the Eurasian way of living, mm. the food to eat, mm. because he'll be growing up in Australia, and it'd be too. I couldn't force him to be Australian in. Australia, exactly. uh, Eurasian in Australia. Australia. Yeah, yeah, it's not fair, mm. right? So that's what I didn't want for him. Yeah, so that's why we came back. I see for three years, mm. but it was a damn good experience. Mm. It actually opened my eyes to say, Sharon, you're not an island. He actually told me I'm not an island, mm. and it and he showed it to me. Wow. You know, it was a hard lesson to learn. Yeah, but I learned it. No, I'm not an island. I yes. need, I need that. Family support. Correct. No family support, I'm lost. Mm. Lost, totally lost. I, I think that's true. That you know, I always feel that family is where I fall back. Uh, so people always ask me, you know, um, my hubby is French, and whether we will move out of Singapore. And my always, always, you know, reply is, yeah, my business is here, my family is here. I, I don't see myself living abroad, maybe a couple of months, mm. but to live there permanently, wow. I really struggle with that thought. Mm, yeah, I really mm, struggle with mm. it. Just not having, like you said, you know, just family support yeah. because they are the ones that sort of never give up uh, on you. Yeah. yeah. So what about your happiest moment? Because I think Dad's passing was uh, the low low the point. Low yeah. point in yeah. your life, right? Yeah. And then, it was low, but it taught me a lesson. Mm. Right. So really, was it the was it a bad set? No, it wasn't a bad mm, set. Mm. Right. I don't look at things that way. Mm. Everything has a lesson. Um, good or bad, maybe you you know it immediately, or maybe a few years down the line. Yeah. But there is always a lesson to everything. So, yeah. what about for you, like the happiest moment in your life so far? Um, I would say okay. I mean, you know, it's like the cliche question, cliche answer, right? Mm. When I realized I was pregnant. Mm. Okay, so I've been married about five years. Didn't think about having children. Yes. You know, but before that five years, I really was with my husband eight years, so mm. many years, right? Yeah. Didn't think about anything, whatever. Say lovey, say lovey, no big deal, <laughs> right? And then I we moved from Amokyo into this current flat that I'm mm. living in Bukit Panjang. I packed forty five cartons, boxes, whatever, mm. drove certain amounts of things across, and pushing cartons, you know. And then I started to bleed, mm. thinking normal, right? Mm. Normal, normal mm. menses or time for menses, whatever. Went back to work. And every four o'clock in the afternoon, I will put my head down to sleep. Okay. <laughs> and I was—I used to tell my boss, I don't know what the hell is happening, but I need to shut my eye for ten minutes. Okay. He goes. He was an Australian guy. Okay. Yeah. When that happened, right? Mm. So I said, okay, I need to go and check. Mm. Right. So I said, okay, lunchtime. I went to buy a pregnancy kit. Test. Test. I started to scream. I'm like, what the hell happened? <laughs> 
So okay, straight dim also didn't believe ah. Huh? Went home, bought another pregnancy kit. Did you tell your husband at this point? Yes, 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 yes. And he's like, what, what? what? I'm like yeah. So okay, never mind. So tested, not happy still. Went NUH. <laughs> Test again. Test again. Doctor said yeah, you're 12 weeks pregnant. I'm like what? <laughs> so then I went back to my gynae and my gynae said it was threatened miscarriage. But this boy, this child really Ooh. wants to be, mm. wants to be, right? So okay, so I called my father, right? Then oh, I said, hey, so "Pa, happy. I'm pregnant." He went, "What? You pregnant? You sure or not? Your cat's pregnant or you pregnant?" <laughs> I never forget that. I never, never will ever forget oh, that. Dead. Oh my god, it's so funny. And then you, see, then after that, the next few days, the whole family comes to my house. Oh, Everybody's like, "What? What?" Because I was the tyrant auntie in the family. Because mm. I, have, my older sibling is 10 years older. Okay. So their children all, you know. Yeah, yeah. So they, and then my nephew's nieces, wow, auntie Chen, you pregnant now? Putting your child. <laughs> Putting your child, no. I'm like because I would always discipline them, you know, yes, those days when yeah. I was younger. So that was like the happiest thing that has oh, ever Jerry. happened. Oh, so it's quite funny because yes. it, it, it's hap- it's happy and funny and it's like uh, really. Uh. So you never wanted kids, or not you that I never wanted. wanted yeah. I never Let not. Go, uh, like, I just mm. go with the flow. Yes, and that's how I've lived my life quite. Quite mm. openly go with the flow. Yes. Don't worry about shit because you know what? If things gonna happen, it's gonna happen. Um, you know, so I don't I'm I, I don't worry about what is happening tomorrow. Mm. I get up in the morning, thank you, Jesus. I'm up, I'm ready to go. Mm. Right? Wow. So that's that's how I live my life. Yes. On so a daily you, basis. You embrace every single day. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Good or bad. And you know, I get friends calling me, Hey Shay, how are you? I'm okay, la alive and kicking, didn't die yet. So <laughs> Yes. But it's that's my famous like life kicking. I didn't die yet. Yeah, Don't worry yeah, about yeah. it. You know. Interesting that you say life is kicking, but then when we use the phrase "kick the bucket," it means yeah. the other way, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like you know, it's even if you kick a bucket, you kick the bucket, right? Yeah. It's time for you to go, no matter what. Yeah. If it's time, it's time. Nothing you can do to stop it. True, you know. True. I mean, so why worry about it? Absolutely. You bring wow. nothing here. You leave with nothing. Right? Absolutely. So jumping on that. So have you ever thought about your farewell? Jeez, wow. it's gonna be a huge full-on party. A full-on party, alright. I do have a file because I only have one son, right? Mm. I mean, so I do have a file for him. Okay. Which tells him what I want, oh. who you need to call, the setup, yeah. what I want to wear. So tell us more, like what would you? So want? you know, I will be in my hiking gear, uh-huh. uh, for sure. Okay. With my bandana, with my stick, in uh-huh. my hiking pink t-shirt, and my long pants, and <laughs> my hiking shoes. So that's going to be it. Okay. I would like to be in a cardboard box so that people can sign on the box. Nice. If they can't sign, then sign on whatever coffin there is. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Just whatever marker. Yes. Uh, I would like people to write on my coffin. Nice. Okay, so not so much a book. Uh-huh. But on on the coffin itself. Yeah, so with all the take, blessings yeah, so that people can take a snapshot. Yeah, so that's I like it. that. Yes. I don't want flowers. Don't I want, want plants. I oh. want the jungle. Oh, I like that. Uh, I can even I want, imagine. I want like lantana bushes mm. and I want, you know, different, different kind of trees yes. and things like that. Potted plants that people can take if they want. Wow. After like that, that, whoever finishes, take a pot back. Mm, mm. Love from Sharon Dyers. Oh, nice. That's what I want. How many days would you want? Three days max. No need to max, be anything huh? longer than and that. And do you Three have days. a place that you have in mind? No, not really. Yeah. But, you know, it would be nice if I'm in the jungle. <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, it's going to be difficult. <laughs> But Unless uh, our government changed the rule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we can set up a tent in Clementi <laughs> Forest. Oh my God, that would be excellent. Excellent, right? excellent. Yeah. just behind the bus stop. Easy for everybody to come. Yeah, but yeah. Just drop off a yeah. tent and so take the bus like, back. It would be great, right? But it's going to be a full-on bar. Mm-hmm. 
right? There'll be a waiter and waitress and a bar. Mm. Whatever drink you want, just help yourself. Get yeah. the, the, them to feed, to yeah. pour for you. And food, yeah. music. Yes. No, all this sad story, all no need. Yeah. Um, and colorful clothes. Yes. I, right? I, I can't even think about your drinks must be, you know, tequila. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one, that they one have to cheers with me. La. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then there's like, then your coat, you know, it's printed there. Like, I've taken more salt, you know, yeah. <laughs> that you have. Yeah. And tequila has to be Petron. Uh, no cheapo, <laughs> no cheapo tequila that gives you a headache, okay? So I, I'm taking down notes, you know, like, uh, in, in, in terms of the farewell, I, I, I'm, a, you know, I agree with you how I like, even for my farewell, I always, I'm a salsa dancer. Yeah, I don't want sad stories. Mm. I want how I impact people's lives. Yeah. You know, the funny stories and I want my mom to see the May uh, or Anjali who I was, mm-hmm. uh, who I, I was like in front of my friends. Yeah. Or with my mom, you know, cause she can share about wow, what kind of daughter I was. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I like this kind of stories yeah. and and it's more meaningful, right? Yeah, then yeah. have everyone coming to cry. Yeah. And like, I mean, come on, think about it. We have our whole lifetime to plan for our funeral. Yeah. Our Agreed. farewell, right? Agreed. And which is so lovely, like, that you actually have a file for your yeah, child. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Then, you because know. <laughs> when he was younger, right? So when the grandmother, grandfather died, my grandmother died, he came home and he says, Mommy, you got to, uh, you got to let me know how to plan this party. To him, it was a party. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think of that too. You got to let me know how to plan this party, mommy. And he uh. was maybe four or five years old. Mm. I said, don't worry, son. There's a file. I will write down. As time goes by, I'll write down what needs to be. Then because he says, God, I'm going to be alone. No, I don't know mm. how to do all these things. Yeah. Because all the funerals, I've always been the one that got everything together. I see. From my in-law's side to my, my side. Yeah. Uh, mainly because I'm just a doer, basically. Mm-hmm. I'll just mm-hmm. get it done. Mm-hmm. Just recently, we were talking about my, my husband. So my husband was a motocross rider mm-hmm. or racer in those days. Mm-hmm. So I told him he's got his helmet, he's got his boots, his full mm-hmm. gear. I said, I will put you in your motocross gear. He was damn happy. He said, yeah. I never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. With your motocross bag and your helmet and your gear. And everybody can sign on your helmet. Oh, nice. And we keep that helmet as memento, yes, la, you yes. know what I mean? So he's yes. like, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's what yeah. I want. Then you know, so so at the end of the day, it it depends. Of course, you know, he, if his mother was is still alive when he closes his eyes, mm. the mother will not approve. I understand. Being very local, very yes. you know, traditional, will not traditional. She she won't approve, but she won't say anything to me lah because mm. she know I will like what, huh? you know, like, I'm going to listen, right? At the end of the day, it's. What you want in life, right? I, I mean, if you worry about the next person has to say this, and how do you live life? Mm. You cannot. Mm. I, 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 you know, I really want to pick up the essence that you have shared because by just doing, um, you know, your plan and sharing with your son, you're being a very, very responsible person, a very responsible mother. I have so many times because he's the only son, right? Yeah. Sometimes even when you have a lot of siblings, that doesn't solve the issue yeah. because every sibling have their own say. Like yeah, I want this, I want right, that. That's right. And when you said your final outfit, uh, I actually picked out my final outfit. It's gonna be a chong sum, uh, a lime green chong sum. But <clears throat> because I put on weight, uh, <laughs> yeah. And after giving birth, yeah, I need to make sure I go back to that weight, you know. And then my sister being then when I just put on and sew at the back, nobody can see. <laughs> my sister, my sister being the embalmer, she's like, 
uh, do you mind if I cut your chong sum? I said, no, you, you, I have many chong sum. Okay, you just pick one that I can fit now. Yeah, I have yeah. one stretchy one and all that. Yeah, but you know the idea of a motorbike and signing off. Uh, I we had so many families who had jerseys like soccer mm. player mm. jerseys. They sign on the football. Yeah. They sign on the jerseys. They wear the jersey. Yeah. They carry. They become the poor barrier yeah. of friends. And then the jerseys are all given back to the family for a memento. Yeah. And I think that's the brilliant part. That yeah. At the end of the day, what do you take back and what do you yeah. uh, get? But I want to ask you, like, have you ever thought about how your obituary would be like? What would it be written on your obituary or even... You know your tombstone. What would be what would be that message? I think I think the obituary has to be slightly more traditional. So there will be a official one mm. where you know you have a phrase from the Bible because you know what I still yeah. want y'all to pray for me to go to heaven, right? <laughs> yeah. So you know at the end of the day, it, we not, still need to yeah. follow a bit, like even you know? though not a party, <laughs> but also give me some religious <laughs> one. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> you, I mean, yeah, you know. So you have a little bit of that, and mm. then you have. Uh, a little bit of fun in, in terms of you know I mean she's finally gone you know <laughs> I mean something to them but you know in, you know I always tell my son um, when they were pushing in the casket casket into the fire the song I want mm. everybody to play is the final countdown oh nice the final oh, countdown so I have a lot of friends that, that. <laughs> yeah so I have a lot of friends who are aware of it. Right, and my brothers and sisters. But I'm the youngest, right? So I don't know whether my brothers and sisters, my mother, all will be around. But you know what I mean? But if they are around, they know that I won the final countdown. I says, okay, we say all the prayers in in where we first go and meet in that hall. Right? Then we all move to where the casket is going into the fire, right? Mm. There, I won the final countdown. Countdown, nice. That's where I won. Don't worry about the prayers, because prayers we already said already, I said, you know? So... So there's a balance, right? I mean, you have prayers to make sure I go to heaven or wherever I need to go. And then fun where people will remember. remember you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That's what TLC we always do because we want to embrace the religion and especially also the life story mm, of the person. Mm. But I want to go a bit further with what you shared. Uh, we, you know, because I think you embrace the concept. So something that I always advocate is something called emotional will. Mm. What you have done is sort of a, a, a form of will writing where you share, you know, your final uh, pre-planning, sort yeah. of a pre-planning where you share with your son. Yeah. But I want to challenge you and, and let you think about what about a message that is pre-recorded that after that final countdown song that we can play that is in your voice so why I said that was because I, I have a client uh, last year when we took care of her so she's actually a dying patient mm. and she wanted to plan her party mm. But again, she's very religious. So she's like, oh, Angelie, I want this, I want that. But she's... So then when I told her, like, would you like to consider a voice recording for your family? Mm. She's like, oh, I love that idea. Yeah, 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 I want to do it. Because she has this... She used to be in theatre. Mm. So she wanted to leave a parting message. Mm. So I did that, but she didn't share that message with anybody. It was just with me. Mm. So I hold on to that message for a few weeks before she passed. Mm. Uh, the, the family knew she had recording, but they didn't know the content. They didn't get to hear it. And when I played it at the end, because she was such a theater, theat- mm. theatrical personality, right? And she's larger than life. Like Even when she was sick, she was like, 
full of energy mm. We spoke for three hours And she's, she never once showed me That she was tired Even though I know that She she probably feel very exhausted After yeah. you know Using the energy with me And she was in the hospice Her husband was there Two sisters, uh, sisters were there But just that message At the end was so lovely Where uh, she said It's just very typical yeah. of her So when everyone Was getting ready To leave mm. the, the hall The service hall So I said I closed the service By this is the end Of her service So I thank all of you For coming Please join us At the reception area For some fresh uh, refreshments mm. So everybody got up And I just waited For the husband And the sisters To stand up And about to move Then I start playing it And it start off with Alamat Where are you all still here? <laughs> And everybody laughed yeah. And then they were like And then she said like You know it's time to go uh, This is just temporary We will meet again mm. So farewell everyone Have a good day ahead yeah. And everybody just felt That energy like Wow, wow yeah, Nice That's nice Very yeah. very comforting yeah. And, yeah. and when I went down To the reception area Everybody was like Oh that's a beautiful funeral yeah. That was how she would like it yeah. And that's just so her yeah. And it was very bizarre Because I felt she was always with me Throughout mm, the whole day mm, mm, Yeah It mm. was very bizarre Because Before I start the service I always Cue And I will pre- Prepare right? I will rehearse in my head What I'm gonna play What I'm gonna play And very strangely I sort of forgotten One recording Because she gave me Three recording And for some reason I was playing in my head Like okay I'm gonna say this now Then I'm gonna play this Then I'm gonna say this And I wanted to do The last beat And for some Odd reason Strangely one song came out the, Her recording came out And I was like Oh my god I almost forgot about this mm. It was very strange I was in a car You know Going to Mandai So then a few weeks ago, uh, After that We met with um, The family We had drinks Because we cheers To her favourite drink yeah. Whiskey So we had oh, That was a crazy night Because we were drinking The father-in-law cooked um, and, and the husband was there So then after that I met the palliati- uh, palliative care doctor Who I know her As a personal friend mm. So we wanted to get together to talk about her as well. Yeah. And then I went to a house, you know, the palliative care doctors, um, and who I'm going to invite to this podcast. And we were sitting in a house, and I was speaking to uh, the doctor's mom as well, the three of us. And this was like, everything was closed. Mm. Okay? The door was all closed. And all of a sudden, a door swung open. Like, Bam! Really loud one. The mom jumped out like, Oh my god and then, and then my friend Dr. Jamie Also jumped Like And I was I mean being me right I'm not super surprised I was like Oh okay The door opened He's like No 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 Angeli you don't understand This door is always locked was like, okay. She was there lah Basically so, The door is always locked And the mom was like Jamie go 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 and see What's outside And I'm talking about 1am Okay we, we drank until 1am Yeah And she's like Oh my god And they sort of freak out right So then they close the door and a few minutes after, mm. a white moth flew in and she landed on the table. And then, then the doctor, Jamie, Dr. Jamie was like, Oh, Aggie, is this you? If it's you, you just walk over, okay? And then instead of just walking over, the moth started looking at the mom because she has never met the mom. She mm. met me and Dr. Jamie, right? And look at the mom. And then we thought, like, we were just speaking to the mom like, yeah. as if she's here. So, oh, Aggie, this is, you know, mommy, uh, Jamie's mom. And it was a crazy night, right? So we drank until like four plus. We're talking about everything, mm. and then the mom was like tired, and I I had to leave by then. It's like wow, I was really taking a lot of time, right? Yeah. And when I was about to leave, the mom was like, uh, "Is the moth still here?" Because sort of uh, the moth started to move to one place, and I was quite aware whether the moth has moved away, but the moth stayed throughout. 
And when I open up, it's like, yeah, she's still here. Yeah, mm. and it was so amazing. This this story, uh, yeah, is yeah. is uh, always uh, been very close to me. Yeah. yeah. So you see, like just leaving that message. Um, yeah. yeah, it makes. I think that's something difference. to think about. Yeah. yeah, because I think what yeah. emotional will even for me, uh, you never know when things will happen. Correct. So Correct. I'm a geriatric mother. I'm I'm pregnant yeah. only. I gave birth to my girl and I'm forty, so you can mm. guess my age, yeah. right? And then and. I, I just wonder like when she's 21 am I still around yeah. you never know yeah you never know correct yeah, yeah. so I left like emotional wheel where I write letters for her mm. uh, I post it onto this website yeah. and I was like okay you know when things happen it will be activated uh, just like one of the doctors from SGH that passed away recently mm. and she's only 46 if I'm not mm. wrong she has 3 kids and she left letters for all the kids as well yeah. so this emotional wheel one, now that you have all your pre-planning yeah. I think yeah the next step emotional wheel yeah I think there's a difference good idea yeah yeah and 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 that way you know your family know what kind of message because i always feel parents or not just parents but family members they they argue over final outfit they argue over how i want the funeral to be yeah like you say right but if today you are the one in charge and you say I'm just following what Sharon wants. All right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's nobody right. will yeah. dispute. And yeah, then it was right. like, yeah, then just do it her way. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. gonna be her way. She yeah. wants final count now. Let's give her yeah. final count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's my legacy, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you know, yeah. life's too short. Then we all die. So yeah. you know, what, what's the point? What, what, what is it? Yeah, you know, it, you know uh, and I always share this in my podcast that funeral is like your life graduation party. Right? Yeah, exactly. You want to yeah. so many like examinations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In your life, and then yeah. on that day itself, when you graduate from life, mm. how would this party be? And rather than saying, because we know that day will come, yeah. But why is it that we always feel bad? Yeah. Because we know it's a certainty, right? Yeah. And I always live by what the Bhutan people, the the country Bhutan, they're the, they are rated the happiest people. Yeah. And when I research a bit more about why, it's because they contemplate about their own death four times a day. Mm. And that's amazing because how many of us actually talk about it? If yeah. I would just want to talk about funeral, some people are like, hey, cho cho cho. No, yeah, most yeah, people cho cho cho. Yeah, yeah cho cho cho. Yes, but true. yet, right, it's we true. always talk about, yeah, hey, yeah. So I always joke in Chinese, you, you understand? Mandarin? No, not really. Oh, not really. Mm. So, in Chinese, we have always this uh, phrase where we say, oh, ren, it just means the word si is death. Yeah. Right? But Chinese, we use it like, wow, to the death of me, I'm so dead tired, yeah. right? Oh, I, so you use that word frequently, but when it comes to, oh, shall we talk about your eventuality? Like, I don't want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, correct. So I want to bring this, you know, celebrative connotation to notion to you don't have to make it a set event, but yeah. you have a whole lifetime to prepare. Just learn from Sharon, you know, yeah. how she is so <laughs> responsible to her son. And this yeah. is, to me, I call this a gift of love. Yeah, absolutely. This I, is a gift I, of love. To me, I don't want him to go through that stress and running around, you know, mm. with like a chicken without a head. What does mom want? What does mom want? Exactly. Because I know exactly what I want. Yes. He didn't ask you, what about the throughout the whole three days, you know? What no, kind of songs he do knows. you So he knows. He, he knows that you know, uh, I like the rock music. Mm. I like the the seventies music. Mm. I like dance music. So he would play, it. Um, and you know, and and I have friends that are also much like family. Mm. So you know, they know. Okay, share. This is the song we will play on this day. This is the song <laughs> we play. He said, but providing your mother doesn't get angry. I'm like, yeah, that's providing she's not. She's she's still around, yeah, line, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. No, no. But you know, we don't know lah. But at the end of the day, it needs to be a celebration. Yeah. 
it needs to be a happy occasion. Well, I expect some people to cry. Of course, of course. Yeah, they must cry. Yeah. Huh? Don't cry. I'm not friending you. Must cry. <laughs> okay, so must have a bit of tears. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but majority of the time, no need. Yeah, I You know, know talk about me as a mad hatter, as this woman wow. is terrible. She's, yes. She used to do all this shit, you know. I, mean, <laughs> I want people to say that. Yes. And laugh. Laugh, laugh, you know, you know, let's just be happy about everything because you know what? I won't be suffering anymore. Here is where the suffering is, not up there, you know, so that's how I look at it, you know, I mean, I've never, I mean, praise the Lord, I've never had real suffering and I'm really thankful for that. Yeah, you know, everything I do at that time is heartache and whatever crap, but you and learn from it, I and from you it. try a bit. Yeah, yeah. And and I I want to pick on you just now when you said this. I I love this concept where you wanted the plants, and so that everybody can take home. Yeah. And you know, in Singapore, like in Australia, when I was there for my certification of funeral celebrant, mm. this the funeral homes, all the flowers that's used for the funeral homes, get transferred to the old folks' home mm. after it's being served. Is purpose, yeah. And when I asked them, like, why, how, why, and how do you all do that? And she said, well, you know, the old folks, it's nice to see flowers, flowers right? Yeah. yeah. And you just beautify the old folks' home, and it's really nice or retirement home. Yeah. And then when I asked anyone in Singapore, they're like, oh, choy choy choy, I don't want that because it's yeah. dead person's uh, funeral. Yeah. It's bad luck. It's whatever. But when I serve a European family, it is so common for them to bring home the wreath. Yeah. It's very common. And I feel that plan because what we want is they can be sad for your departure. Yeah. But they're happy for the life you're led. Yeah. And you have touched them. Yeah. And by taking the plans, it's like you continue to grow in correct. Your life, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. I correct. Love that. Correct. I love that. Wow, so I do so want just that. plants, um, you know. If Sonia is around, I want a plant from the jungle. <laughs> okay. So yeah, something from you know from, yes. from there, because at the end of the day, it's a remembrance of you know. It is. Life is beautiful. Life you is know? beautiful. Yes. Life is beautiful. I'm grateful for every single day. Yeah. You know? How do you have this mindset? Because I think a lot of audience, they you know even I I went through a lot too. Yeah. And and that's why I have a different mindset. Uh, and of course, funeral is one of them that mm. really helped me to become who I am today. Mm. And how I perceive life but what is it for you I think it's a lot to do with um, me moving out at a very young age so I moved out at 19 in those mm. days never heard of, of right? yes unheard of your mom never said no cannot no no no, <laughs> no. no, no. I think she was happy <laughs> she was like oh, bye bye <laughs> I think she was happy but you know I moved out at 19 I carved my own way Wait, yes um Mainly because I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do. Mm. Not that I didn't appreciate their advice. But sometimes, you know, it's like stuck in that, in that, in those yeah, era yeah, of yeah. the 60s and the 70s yes. and the 50s. You know, life is a roller coaster. It needs to move. Everybody has to go. Mm. You know, so I wanted to live the way I wanted to. Mm. Right? And I didn't do too bad, right? I'm alive. I'm kicking. I'm mm-hmm. still enjoying life. So I didn't do too Very bad, bubbly, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, so I learned from that. Not that I had real hardships, you know. Mm. I, I mean, you know, I always paced myself. I always made sure that I knew my next step. Yes. Or, you know, Sharon, think about it. Is this the right thing to do? Mm. Sometimes you feel, I'm ah, not right now, but never mind, let's do it. Mm. You know, and then you learn. Mm-hmm. Right? You fall and you get up. Huh? Yep. You know, that's what resilience is, right? Exactly. You fall and you get up. And I tell my son this, I says, you know, in life, you don't need to be Miss Popular or Mr. Mm. Popular, mm. right? I am who I am. 
I mean what I say and I say what I mean. Yeah. Until today, it's the same. True to yourself. Yeah, I'm true to myself. If you don't like it, tough shit, mm. right? I mean, at the end, you know, I have friends who like, oh, you know, they come to me or share what, and then when you say it, well, face change because mm. they're not ready, ready to, to accept. accept. Yeah. So I always tell people, right, if you're not ready to accept what I may say, don't ask me. <laughs> yes, you speak your mind. Yeah, and then because like, yeah. I'm brutally honest. Oh, yes. Don't ask me. I will not sugarcoat anything. Absolutely. I will not say things that I think you want to hear because yes. you're asking me for my opinion, right? right? Mm. So my opinion is my own. Take it. Take it. Don't yeah. take it. Yeah, you just it's leave okay. it on the table. It's yeah. just like me. I, I, before I tell a friend, and I think only true friends do yeah. that, right? Because true friends will not sugarcoat. Yeah, they and really that's the way want... it should be. Yes. Yeah. And so many times, you you know, people angst you, like they try to make things, yeah, just to make Pacify you. I Pacify, have... victimize yeah. even further. Yeah. I feel, yeah, that's not necessary. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's really interesting to hear your perspective and yeah. also... To meet someone like you, you yeah. know, I'm so glad for this connection. <laughs> yeah, and and I just want this last question: like, how would you like to be remembered? I think for me, it's quite natural. It's going to be you know, Sharona, that party animal. She only <laughs> waiting for a good time. You know, it is true. You know, true. I married a party animal too. So oh, yeah. you know, so for us. We always Parties. have a good time, yeah. Yes. And my son is growing up to be a party animal too. Sure. You know what I mean? I mean, he's like, Mom, can I have a sip of your drink? Like, yeah, 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 okay. You know, I mean, as long as you're not a baby, cool, son, that's yes. fine, you know. Yeah. Mom, what drink is this? Soju. Then the other day, he had soju. Too sweet, Mom. Tequila yeah. nicer. <laughs> well, you're just like the mother and son, right? Yeah, so, so I think it is going to be Oh, she's always having a good time. And it, that's nice. that's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wow, mean, I, like I have no regrets, really. Mm. Whatever has been done, has been done. Good or bad, no regrets. Yeah, and that goes with my slogan, yeah. which is live life with no regrets and live life with no regrets. Yes, So absolutely. yes, I have a gift for you. It's oh. my book, Dying to Meet You, you know. Um, and I really hope that you enjoy this I book. I will, definitely. Yeah. I'm not a reader, but I will read your book. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll make sure well, of that, you, right? Thank you, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so, um, but I want to get uh, people to know where they can find more information about you because now you're running a home business. Correct. So tell us more about what you're going to be doing um, or what you've been doing yeah. and busy with. Yeah, so after retirement, I opened, uh, you know, I had this, uh, I decided that, you know, I wanted to put smiles on people's faces. Mm. So I brought back old school desserts. So things like Kuih Dada mm. and Apom Bokwa. Mm. Um, and the company that I'm running is the Eurasian Passion. You can find me on Facebook and on Instagram. Mm. Uh, just type the Eurasian Passion and you'll find it. Um, so basically, it is Eurasian cuisine, mm. homemade, right? Yes. It's not tweaked to anybody's specific palate. Mm. It is what my family eats. Um, devil curry, bokwa, mm. uh, crab curry. So I do a lot of mixed meat yes. dishes, right? So I moved on from desserts to full, full, full brain, range. Yeah. yeah. Food. So it makes meat, dis- mm. uh, meat uh, dishes, which is totally out of this world because oh, makes nice. meat gives you a different flavor. flavor so yes. I do. So now you know everybody's ordering my crab curry. So it is a mud crab and flour crab curry. Oh wow! So the taste is absolutely different. Okay, just like bokloa, the Pranakans yeah. make ayam bokloa, right? Yes. Which is chicken. Mine has pork. Oh. Okay. okay. So it's pork and chicken. Mm. My devil has five different kind of meats, mm. right? Pork belly, pork lean pork, chicken sausages. Um, you have bacon bones. Oh, you have nice. chicken. So it's a, a total different um, taste to it. Okay. So if you know the Eurasians, the devil curry basically is always made after Christmas. Oh. Because okay. it is made by 
leftover meats. Meat. So yeah. some people Turkey. have turkey, have, some people have ham. Mm. So it's all the leftover meats thrown into a pot of curry. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's hot. It's I very see. hot. So wow. mine has mustard, mustard seeds, carrot, cucumber. Some people, some mm. Eurasians have cabbage. But I find that when you put the cabbage, you can't Soy keep the curry mm. very long. No, okay. So it is a cuisine that is not very widely ranged mm. and uh, you know out that you can find yeah we have one restaurant quintins um oh. which is available at eurasian association sure. i know quintins myself of course um so but it's different huh? oh, I so every out. home yeah. is different mm. every single devil curry in every eurasian house is it's different, different. Mm. Wow, right very customized yeah so at the end of the day just like i, I make suji cake traditional suji mm. cake right i do for weddings i do mm. you know for whatever you want to eat it you eat it yes um, so suji cake is again something very different nice. from one Eurasian house to the other. Okay. So it, it so my aim is to bring it out to the masses. So the Singaporeans have no idea what Eurasians are. Oh yeah. They, we are a flamboyant group. <laughs> okay. Very happy, very jovial, but don't get us angry. That's all I can say. Okay. <laughs> but really, honestly, we are fun loving. You know. Absolutely. You know, every day is you know for me. I get up full of love every day. Every oh, I day like that, I have. Yeah. No regrets. You know, mm. what has happened to yesterday is happened yesterday. Never mind. Mm. No need to repeat. Today, new day. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah. So, try it out. Look me up. Yes. The Eurasian passion. Eurasian passion. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. This is Sharon Dyers. I'm dying to meet you. Thank you so much, Sharon. And I really look forward to the devil. I, I'm like, actually, I didn't have lunch. And, and yeah. to me, like, I'm super hungry right now. <laughs> yes. And, and the food, I would really like to try yeah. it. Yes. Yeah, look up. Look up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. fine. Out more, uh, and then you. Oh, I really enjoyed today's session, and I Thank never you very find much someone who have the same concept, you know, yeah. to live life and the words that you use. Just a, a, a thank you for having me. I really appreciate yeah, it. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, All and right. until our next podcast. See ya. See ya. Bye. Bye. Death has always been the certainty. That's what I like about Anjali. It has to be a celebration. Endless topics that we can talk about. Whatever you leave behind, that's the impact that you leave.